1: We're momming today with Danielle dietz uh the Nutso founder of a peanut butter company. Right, Danielle? <laughs> yes, seven nut and seed butter company. A little more than peanuts, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> it's actually a big deal. And um, mm-hmm. we, we brought you on to talk about that, but this the story behind how you founded your company and why you started it. You were haunted by this TV show, 2020. Um, Correct. Years ago, yes. decades ago. Horrors of, of orphans living in a romanian orphanage so you had to do something about it what happened
0: yeah it, um i think we're all you know built a little differently so um i kind of beat my own drum and <laughs> and now i kind of like it but as a kid i not so much but anyway yeah so i just happened to be watching a romanian it was a 2020 on romanian orphanage way back in 1999 it was actually a rerun and um i'd never thought about adopting um, just obviously, I knew about adopting, but like there was no reason, um, as far as you know, reproductive-wise, and so it just never crossed my mind. And, um, but I saw this horrific 2020 and the kids were, you know, and as a mom, I was already a mom and it was just so heart wrenching because there was, ki- there were kids in cribs like that were over five years old and they were just listless, you know, um, just like, cause it was undercover. It's kind of dark. There were kids trying to take a bath and there was a bunch of them again, super thin. There were kids that were tied up on banisters out in the hallway. So, It was probably like 10 or 11 o'clock at night and obviously I just went to bed, but um, the next morning I was still, I was thinking about it and I'm very um, curious and I, I am very spontaneous, which is, you know, a positive. So I just, it was seriously, it wasn't even really a question, but it was still haunting me. I was, um, I was talking to my daughter about it. And then uh, my husband had called from work cause he was in the reserves. And I was just like, Hey, that like 2020 last night was crazy. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I really I'm thinking like we should adopt like we have great families, you know, like, you know, what's I don't believe that there's any difference in a child that's, you know, been born somewhere else. And, you know, if you love a child, you love a child. And he was totally on board, and seriously, it was that easy and that quick. And, of course, it took, you know, two years from there because well, there's so much red tape. But yeah, I
1: was going to say, yeah. it's it's not so easy to actually adopt a child. <laughs> no. I give you credit, though, and, and maybe you were more um, attuned or sympathetic to it because you already had a child, and you just knew this this isn't how it goes. So you had trouble getting a romanian child and you wound up getting your two ukrainian boys instead (laughs) totally
0: yeah i mean we obviously wanted to adopt romanian because that was the 2020 but um they closed down right after that uh aired ironically and so you know you could not adopt internationally to romania so the um adoption agency we were with ukraine had just opened up and uh, obviously, it's right next door, pretty much. So we were like, sure, we'll go with Ukraine. And, um, you know, that's kind of how it all went. Um, had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. But uh, in 2002, we adopted a beautiful three-and-a-half-year-old little boy from uh, Mykolaiv, Ukraine.
1: And then after that?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it was quite the experience back in 2002. And uh, we get him, you know, we first lay eyes on him. And um, he was super small. I brought, you know, being a mom, I brought like three T's. And as a mom, we all know what that is. Uh, But he did not fit into those. He was in like a size 12 to um, 18 months. He was tiny.
1: Danielle, did you know there might have been a problem? Did they communicate that to you? Or it was just like, oh, surprise, this is um, a, a not healthy child.
0: Yeah, no, you just, you know, no. You they get what no you idea. get. Yep, yeah, you get what you got. Um, I think you could still possibly say, you know, I this child isn't for me and um, say no, but we knew we wanted a child that was um, not an infant and not over four years old because I was working um, mm. full time. And so we kind of knew we wanted an older child. They're a lot less likely to be adopted. Um, and when we set up boy, because boys are like a lot less likely to be adopted. Um, so, but other than that, we had no idea what we were getting just, we knew it was three and a half. So not only was he super tiny, teeny tiny, but, um, he also had crossed eyes and I was told by the interpreter that his eyes were 2,200 and I was like, well, I'm not an eye doctor, but I'm pretty sure something's going on. So fast forward, we get him over to the U S he's got 2,200 vision. Um, oh, it's true. So yeah no he was definitely he couldn't see um and uh he would have never had glasses we learned out learned later because in an orphanage like they're just a it's a cost and secondly they think they're just going to break them so he would have Mm -hmm. never been able to see and the kid is brilliant and we can talk about that later but he's actually um you know crazy brilliant Uh, But he would have never been able to read. And then um, he was in the 5% on height and weight. And as a mom, I mean, he's three and a half, almost four. And he's in the 5% on height and weight. I was like stressing, you know, because obviously we know in the first three years is when a child really crushed. yeah, grows. And unfortunately he hasn't. So, you know, I ran to the kitchen and was trying to super boost everything and he didn't like to eat. That was the other great thing. He did not like to eat. So I would run around with a spoon all day long trying to get, you know, nutrients into him. And the hardest thing was animal protein because it was so hard for him to chew and swallow. He'd been, did he have an
1: issue with eating? He couldn't um yeah
0: well he didn't like it that was the first thing he didn't you know i mean they'd only eaten porridges so um but the real thing was like chewing and swallowing there's so many muscles that you use in order to do that and he didn't develop them yeah so that was really tough for him so he loved bananas so anything white and he had like an affinity to color so white was okay so any white you know items he would try my kids are like that
1: and they don't have issues eating they only eat white food. okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: so that was one thing so you know i'm like stressing out and he wouldn't eat any animal protein so i was like well what could i do you know so one day i'm like in the kitchen and i love food. Like I grew up on 137 acres and big gardens. And so I love any kind, I know good food and I love to cook. And, um, but the one thing I have an affinity for is nut butters. And specifically it was peanut butter to start off with obviously as a kid. So, um, I was like, you know, what? and I love health and nutrition. So I was like, I think if I take peanuts, which are really a legume and I'm going to add a bunch of different nuts and seeds because every nut and seed is different vitamins and minerals, whip it up in my food processor and put it on that sliced banana that he does like and no kidding i did it and he freaking ate it so i felt like i won like you know a million dollars because um he ate it so that was the start of nutso
1: right then and there just like that
0: Just like that. Mom solving a problem. So, yeah, I mean, it didn't all start right like that, of course. But, uh, you know, quite a few years later and different renditions. And, you know, there's a million steps in between there. But yeah, that's that was the start of the big idea for sure.
1: Um, I think I saw a picture of your of your um, of one of your sons and he was in glasses, so I'm assuming this is the right son
0: yes and he did not look small (laughs) (laughs) no now he is not and he loves to eat so it's so (laughs) cute because i'm like no i always joke with him like no one's gonna believe that you like you know didn't like to eat because he loves all food and when he was younger he was like i think i'm italian and mexican and because he was like you know it was all about like the foods he likes so it's kind of cute and Mm.
1: and i mean nestle is pretty
0: big we are, but it's like, you know, the 13-year-old overnight success, right?
1: Okay, a lot of work, I take it. <laughs> a lot of work, yeah. A lot of work. Um, you know, and FS forwards us to where we are today, the war in Ukraine. Over six yeah. million refugees, over it's one million really of them kids, families broken up. Do, do you feel more connected to the war and, and the need to do something to help out because of your situation with your boys?
0: Oh, so, like 100. I mean, we have a nonprofit. We do a lot of work down in Peru, but you know, when the war first started, as soon as the Russians, you know, put that first step into the Ukraine, I mean, it was it, it was heart wrenching. I mean, I literally didn't know what, I mean, almost want to get on a plane and go over there and fight ourselves, like kind of thing. Like it really was difficult to watch because we've been to, you know, so many of those places that were talked about and knowing so many of the people that, you know, really helped us do this amazing thing. And it was just, it, yeah, it's it's so unfortunate and so enraging all at the same time. And
1: I want to talk about what your, what your nonprofit was able to do when We're Momming Today comes back right after this. We're back on we're Momming" today with Danielle Dietz- Lavolsi, uh, the founder of Nutso, Mom of three, two of them adopted boys from Ukraine decades ago. Um, mm-hmm. And you were telling me that uh, you you actually tried through your through your charity to get children out of Odessa safely to Moldova, but it's been nearly impossible.
0: Correct. Yes. Um, as soon as, you know, like I said, the uh, soldiers from Russia were, you know, going and heading to Ukraine and we all knew about it. Um, the first thing I did was reach out to the woman who helped us adopt. I knew she'd have contacts still in Ukraine. And of course she did. She reached out, we got on, all got on this huge group WhatsApp, uh, and you know, a lot of, so there, like you said, there's over a million, uh, actual orphanages um or i'm sorry a million orphans still in ukraine and so that was the big you know we were super worried about that because clearly no one was you know they can't get out um and they were worried that the russians were going to come in and and remove the children and take them back to russia and uh, you know ukraine doesn't want that so um there was a an orphanage in Odessa that we were trying to get uh, the kids out and across the border, but we needed the approval of Moldova and they wouldn't. So the ministries, you know, said no, um, unfortunately. So that was touch and go and, and, and it didn't happen. So um, yeah, there's not been a lot that people can do, unfortunately, because it's just so much unrest over there, but um, we're still looking.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm sure you are. You, you don't seem like someone someone to quit. And, and you know, as we wrap this up, I, I did want to talk to you about adoption in general and your decision mm. to adopt even though you could biologically have children, what you told the boys when you got them, how your daughter was with them, um, how they reacted to the news that they were adopted. Mm. I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking your three-year-old, I mean— I don't know, I, actually, he would know. He's He was old enough to realize that you weren't his mom from, from birth <laughs> at that age. What was it like?
0: Yeah, um, well, they're all different. Well, first of all, their sister is amazing. And um, I think it's the way we raise them. You know, again, it doesn't matter to me biologically, never has. I've had multiple animals, include you know, specifically dogs that I've loved, like their family. So um, I was it was cool to do, though, and to have both the biological and, a, and an adopt did um, children because i can say i love them it's, i mean the same love them so much and um you know i think it's um it's been, it's, I mean, a journey that is so fulfilling in so many ways from starting a business that I love and a nonprofit. I mean, things I've never even thought about, but as far as adopting, you know, obviously everyone um, needs to do their homework and everyone's made differently. Right. So um, for me, it was no big deal. We, you know, the boys know they were adopted from the very beginning. Um, And everybody's different. My son, Greg, who has the glasses, who was the first is extremely proud and like um and not that matthew's not it's just that you know he um really likes talking about it and likes their stories and matthew knows about it but matthew is more private um and that's fine as well and i think it's really back to you know uh Allowing each individual to determine, you know, what they want to share, what they don't want to share. And at the end of the day, we're all the same, right? Um, And uh, it doesn't matter where we come from. But um, yeah, adoption is, is pretty sweet. And anyone that does it knows, you know, there's a lot of Red tape that goes into it and sleepless nights and in the end you feel like the one you're blessed. So
1: I know. And I know a lot a lot of people with interest in eventually adopting when they can one of these um, Ukrainian refugees. Danielle, yes. thank you, um thank you for podcasting with oh, us today. Thank you.
0: So fun. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you.